Dr. Kristen Oja here, entrepreneur and functional medicine expert. Welcome to Little By Podcast, where our goal is to empower you to achieve optimal health, one step and one episode at a time. Taking a functional medicine approach will cover a variety of health and wellness topics, from how to optimize performance to how to balance your hormones and everything in between. This podcast is for educational purposes only, so please be sure to consult your healthcare provider before incorporating any changes into your daily routine. Now grab your headphones and let's go for a walk as we take steps towards becoming your best self. Hello, everyone. I have Sarah Ganka. She is our dietitian at Stat Wellness. And I'm really excited for this episode because we're just going to be simplifying nutrition. And this is something that I talk a lot about with my patients that I can find research to support any diet, whether it's vegan or keto or low carb or low FODMAP. There's research to support anything. And so there's not a one size fits all. And so it's so awesome having Sarah a part of our team to really sit down with our patients and do one on one nutrition coaching. Because in our medical visits, we cover nutrition, but we may have an hour or 30 minutes to go over labs to get you on a treatment plan. And we know food is medicine. And so I'm so happy to have you at STAT. And excited to have you on this episode as we talk about uh, simplifying nutrition. Thanks, Kristen. I'm really excited to be here and being part of STAT has just been a dream. Oh, so Sarah, I hope she doesn't mind me sharing, but she was a patient first. Yes. And so I think we have a few people on the team. Paige was a member and a patient first, and they don't mind me sharing that. But I think it makes them, it's so awesome having you have the patient experience and the dietitian experience working with patients because you were at the patient. Yes. I think that's been one of the most valuable parts of my experience because you know, like so many times when you sit in a room with someone and based on how fast paced our society is, you know, like people really still do want fast change. And I feel like I've been through the process where it's like, you know what, sometimes this takes a little bit of work, but we're still going to help you get there and we're going to help support you along the way. And that's just been so invaluable in my experience as a practitioner. What are some of the things since being here? Like what are some of the hardest barriers when it comes to nutrition? Is there anything that you've heard maybe over and over again, or maybe some of the the common things you're talking about with your patients? I think in general, a lot of it is time. So a lot of people kind of have a pretty good basis of what they might, you know, feel like they want their plate to look like, how to eat healthy for their body, um, but really run into a lot of difficulty when it comes to actually figuring out how do I fit in this effort, whether it's perceived or like genuine effort into actually like building food around the way that I need to eat to feel my best. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to how do we form a little bit of a ritual and a little bit of um, just more simplicity around building a lifestyle around eating well. Um, Cause I think time is really one of the biggest things that, that comes into play. And one thing I always tell people is we don't need to make nutrition hard. Yeah. Like as, as much as we want to follow a specific plan, I mean, it's really even just like simplifying it and just even being aware of what we're putting in our mouth. Um, I heard this uh, statistic and I don't remember what it was, like what the actual number was, but it was how many times a human thinks about food per day. I mean, it was like mind blowing to me and I wish I knew that statistic. I'll let you guys know if I think of it. Um, but I mean, people think about food all the time. It's one of the biggest decisions we make. What are you going to eat for breakfast? What are you going to eat for lunch? What are you going to eat for dinner? And so our goal is to kind of help people not have to think about food all the time and really simplify nutrition and not overcomplicate it. So 
what are some of the things, like, as we think of simplifying nutrition, what are some big kind of tips, general tips when it comes to building a plate? Yeah. So one of the things I look for is, and kind of educate on and what I look for myself is where's my protein, where's my plant, and then where's my um, healthy fat. Um, So kind of the trifecta of things. Um, And then a lot of times what happens is we get really out of balance in how many good leafy greens we're getting into. Um, So I try to educate around, like, make sure you're getting some good protein foods on your plate, preferably animal protein. Um, Our body just adapts to, metabolizes that a lot better um, most of the time than plant plant proteins for most people. Um, And then getting in some good healthy fats. Um, I feel like fats are really underutilized. A lot of people are afraid of fat, afraid of eating fat, um, worried that fat will cause them to feel unwell. Um, And so getting in some good, healthy oils, nuts and seeds with meals, and then really complementing that whole plate with half of it being full of your green, leafy, non-starchy vegetables. I think that's one of the biggest things across the board with no matter what diet you look at is like, as a society, we need to eat more plants. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I feel like it's not, sometimes it is protein. I actually find when I have my patients track protein that they are really a lot uh, lower grams than I'd want them to be. But the biggest thing is people don't get, you know, six servings of vegetables a day, which to me is like the low end. Like I want at least two servings with every single meal. Um, how long, just curious, do you spend like preparing meals per week or, do you do it on a daily basis? Do you meal prep on Sunday and Wednesday? How do you structure it at home? That's such a great, it's such a great question. Um, and I also read recently like that a baseline recommendation for the greens is like eight cups a day. And I like definitely wasn't getting that yeah. myself. Yeah. So it's just been so interesting to like see more literature and like read more and even play into this myself. Um, okay. To loop back, I've gotten in the rhythm recently where I usually spend about two days a week batch prepping some type of food. For me, what works better is if I batch prep a protein grain, so something like quinoa, something like beans or lentils, um, maybe a starchy vegetable, something like sweet potatoes, and then I batch prep some animal protein. Then I have a little bit of a base for my plates. To me, it's a lot easier to throw in some salad mix or to really quickly like heat up a little bit of kale, saute it on the stove, make sure I'm getting in the half plate of like my, um, you know, green and colorful veggies. If I know that I'm going to have a little bit of um, energy foods, those carbohydrates and some protein to balance it out. I usually do that a couple times a week because to me, it's way too overwhelming and way too time consuming to do it all on like a Sunday and it just doesn't bring me joy. <laughs> so I get a lot more like joy and, and just enjoyment in the process out of doing it a couple times a week. And it's usually when I'm already making dinner and I'm just, all right, I'm going to quadruple this, like maybe make six times what I'm going to eat tonight. And then I know I've got some lunches and dinners for myself, like for the next several days. And it's so nice to do that even because let's say you're bringing out the cutting board, a knife, you're cutting up sweet potatoes for dinner, like just cut up three more sweet potatoes. You already have the oven preheating and then you just throw it in a container or like quinoa. You know, we know that takes about 12 minutes to cook. 
But if you like make four servings of quinoa, you have some to eat. Like I'll even use quinoa for breakfast. Me too. It's quinoa been my oatmeal. favorite go-to like bowl lately yeah. with some, um, I'll do like um, olive oil fried eggs with tons of greens on the side. And I've been loving it. It's, I mean, it's amazing. And so there's not like quinoa is not just like a lunch and dinner food. I feel like we sometimes put these yep. like blocks on food of like, oh, well, I can't eat that at dinner, like eggs, you know? And it's like, there's no food rules, yep. like whatever is convenient and easy and whole and nutritious. But yeah, it, it just, it's so nice to not have to clean dishes every single night. Yep. Um, and I think the other thing for me that's been really fun is when you have some of the basic things prepped is changing the sauce or the herbs or the spice, like all have the exact same food and I'll make it like Mediterranean one night with a tahini sauce. And then I'll make it Mexican the next night with like a salsa and that sauce on top, it's like a totally different meal. Oh my gosh, you're speaking my language. And I've literally been in the process of writing this ebook called Saucy that goes through like some of my favorites. Because, you know, it's that. like you can change it up, do a green base. You could do like a more red based sauce, like maybe even depending on your mood and how you're feeling. And it totally changes the meal, makes it so much easier to enjoy throughout the week. It's not, you're not eating the same thing. You're eating right. something completely different. And I think too, sauces are actually really easy to make. So I, like I've had so much fun and just like having a, I use the Vitamix and I think it's like my favorite tool in the kitchen. Like I'd love to know your favorite tool, but Vitamix is like hands down my favorite tool. I'll throw in like handfuls of cilantro, squeeze some lime, add some even avocado in there, a little bit of salt, like you blend it up. And it's like, you have this dipping sauce for whatever yeah. you're eating and it adds so much flavor. So I think sometimes it's actually easier to even make sauces than like purchase them all in yeah. my opinion, based on price. I totally agree. Um, kitchen tool, for the same similar reasons, the Cuisinart food processor, I love. I think you can get a good sauce out of that. Um, but then one of my favorite things lately is actually to get Brussels sprouts and kind of chop them up really finely. So it's almost like a slaw Ooh. and then like slow cook them on the stovetop and it makes a wonderful like side. That sounds so good, especially with the fall coming. Yep. Fall food, like being able to take any vegetable and like have it warm with pecans or acorn squash or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I Fall food is my favorite. You know, it really is mine too. And that kind of gets me thinking about eating seasonally. And I think we just have so many options now. And I think that's part of what makes food difficult. Like there's a lot of stuff to choose from, but the more we kind of lean into some of these seasonal flavors and eat squashes when it's squash season, I think the easier it can be a little bit to um, actually engage in eating well, building a plate well in a way that fuels us and, and has exactly what we need. You know, the earth knows what it is we need in each season. And something you even said earlier, like I think we try so hard to like build a good healthy plate. And one of my favorite phrases lately, um, and I don't know the origins or I would totally give credit, is what is it look like to try softer mm -hmm. and to lean a little bit into some of those simple rhythms. And I think fall is like such a wonderful season to explore what that can look like. I just imagine like if we could take the stress away from what we should eat, like how much better would we feel? Like it's something that I hear from my patients all the time that they're so stressed. And again, we think about food all the time. We're eating these meals throughout the day. Mm. And if we could just take away that pressure and take away that stress, like I just personally think it would help with our hormones. It would help with our gut health. It would actually help us digest the meal we're eating. Because if we're super stressed, like not knowing what to eat, it's just huge. So I wanted to like really get some tangible information because like you were really great about talking about, you know, having the protein, having the fat, having, you know, 50% of your plate, these like non-starchy veggies. Um, um, what, like, give us some ideas, like let's kind of walk through breakfast, lunch, and dinner and like really just make it simple. 
Give us some breakfast ideas that kind of follow this. I know you mentioned the quinoa already. Yeah, that's a great one. Another one that can be pretty easy and that you can batch prep ahead of time, something like chia seed pudding. Um, I like doing chia seeds. My personal favorite is coconut milk, um, but you know you can do a non-dairy or a dairy-based depending on your preference. For me, I like to add a little bit of a protein powder in there so that I know I'm getting a little bit more protein in. Um, and then I love topping it with like nuts, seeds, um, things like flax seeds, almonds, maybe even some berries, something just to get a little bit more, I guess, like fluff and excitement yep. <laughs> to it. And with the chia seed pudding, I also will change that seasonally. So like mm-hmm. I've done canned pumpkin, like organic canned pumpkin and pumpkin spice. Yeah. And it's like you have the protein and the fiber and all of that. Uh, what are your thoughts on smoothies in the morning? I like a smoothie in the morning. I think for me, it's got to have a couple of components. Um, it's got to have a protein powder. Um, and it's got to have some fat, whether that's a nut butter or I've gotten in the habit sometimes when I make smoothies of even adding a tablespoon or so of olive oil. Um, cause a lot of times that's where you miss the balance in, in smoothies a little bit. So making yes. sure it's got some protein, make sure it's got some fat. And then I think it can be a great start to a lot of mornings. And I think too, sometimes it's really easy to get too much fruit mm-hmm. in a smoothie. Like I have patients, they'll tell me like I have, I put pineapple, uh, so a frozen banana and like a few strawberries. And yeah. it's like, would you sit down and eat a pineapple, a whole banana and some strawberries for breakfast, but it's so easy to just blend it all up in the smoothie. So I think that's also something to be cautious of. Great point. Um, what about anything like prepping ahead of time? So like, do you do anything like hard eggs or like, how would you balance? Like, I know I love hard eggs. They're like super easy for me. Um, Sarah Rose keeps telling me I need to make them in the instant pot cause I ruin them all the time on the stove. I forget about them and the the time, but is there anything that you would pair with that? Like, is there a way to get maybe more veggies if you wanted something as quick as hard boiled eggs in the morning? Mm. Great question. Yeah. Hard boiled eggs is a good one. Another option that like smoked salmon to have on hand in the morning too. Um, I think easy go-tos for that might even be prepping something like a broccoli slaw. Yeah. You know, easy to grab and go, pairs well with most protein foods. Um, and that's a, another good way to get greens in, especially if you don't have time in the morning to sit down and maybe saute up something on the stovetop. Yeah. And it's having, you know, that broccoli slaw, even if you put some fresh salmon and avocado slices, like, I yeah. mean, that would be a great breakfast. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't take long to prep at all. Cause I totally. think most people don't have a lot of time in the morning. Uh, what about lunch? Moving on to lunch. Do you have any favorite things? I know we've talked about bowls and different sauces anything you want to elaborate? You know, I, for lunch or dinner, I love a huge salad. And when I say salad, I don't mean something boring with just like leaves and, and you know, a couple things on top. I love to really mix in a good healthy protein, maybe some berries, depending on what, you know, meat I'm putting in. Um, and then a lot of variety of different veggies, um, whether that's broccoli slaw, maybe shaved Brussels sprouts, maybe even some beets, maybe some sweet potatoes. I do try to get a little bit of those like carbohydrate energy foods in, um, no more than a couple of servings with lunch meal. Um, and then usually topping with like some really fun nut seeds and again, a sauce. Um, and I might mix it up depending on what I'm planning on having for dinner. Do you change the lettuce bases? Like, do you try to get different lettuces in? I do. And there's a reason for that. And I actually think this is really interesting that I heard recently and I, you know, you can correct me if you've heard something different. Um, you know, every plant food has what's called like a little bit of anti-nutrients in it. And over time, if the only thing that we're eating is like arugula, then we might have a little bit of like digestive issues with arugula because we're getting the same anti-nutrients. Well, 
mix it up. <laughs> That's part of the reason like that eating seasonally can be so beneficial because other plants like kale, other plants like maybe your um, butter lettuce or romaine, they're going to have like different nutrients and different anti-nutrients that all help balance out what we're actually getting in. So, you know, when I grocery shop, I try to mix up that salad base or that green base every week as much as I can. Yeah. And I think that's huge. I've very rarely seen somebody have food sensitivity tests where it's like something that they rarely ever eat when it's the severe ones. It's usually like, oh, it's almonds. Well, I don't drink dairy. So I have almond milk. I eat almond butter. I snack on almonds because you're getting exposed to that over and over and over again. So variety is key. And I do that even with my milks. Like Mm -hmm. I'll do an almond milk and a coconut milk in the fridge. And then I may switch it out for a flax milk and a cashew milk. And you just, you do, you get different nutrients. So I think that's huge. And then what about dinner? Do you change anything with your dinner? Does it look pretty similar to your lunch? Dinner and lunch can look similar. For me, dinner is where I really love to lean into like the more warm and nurturing foods. So it might be a cauliflower bowl, um, lately, especially with squash in season, I've done um, spaghetti squash pho type meals where I'll do a little bit of spaghetti squash, some protein, um, and some chicken broth uh, with tons of veggies in there. I love getting mushrooms. And um, and again, like dark leafy greens tend to put like tend to pair pretty well with those bowls as well. Um, a couple nights ago, I did shrimp with um, cauliflower rice that I've made in the food processor um, with some sprouts on it. And it, you know, just balanced things out pretty well. But I love leaning into the warm bowls um, in the evenings. Yes. What are some of your favorite herbs, maybe from either like a health standpoint, a flavor standpoint, like what are some herbs that you keep on hand, whether it's spices or basil? What yeah. Basil is one of my go-tos. Um, rosemary. I think it's kind of easy to grow, um, you know, especially if you're listening from the Southeast. Um, so having a rosemary plant in the backyard can also get you really connected to your food and connected back to nature a little bit that way. Um, cilantro, one of my absolute favorites. Now I know that there is a gene, um, that some people, when they eat cilantro, it tastes like soap. Yes. <laughs> so very sorry if that's your experience. Um, but that's such a good one, especially for liver detoxification. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has, you know, so many good, um, qualities to it. Love that one. In the fall season and in general, I love cardamom, love cinnamon, love those like really warming spices. And those are ones that I'll add to like a chia pudding or something like that just to, yeah, really bring out the warmth and the coziness to it. And cinnamon's so good for uh, blood sugar control. So I know it's great. And like even keeping turmeric is something that I feel like you don't really taste. I'm not allowed to bring fresh turmeric in the house anymore (laughs) because it stains everything. Have you like cut up fresh turmeric? It literally stains everything. Our dog got some turmeric. She stained our whole carpet. Like (laughs) it turned into this fiasco. So Cameron's like, you're only allowed to have turmeric powder moving forward. Um, But I love keeping organic turmeric on hand too, because you can just in the broth, you can sprinkle some of that in. And so I just always tell people it's, you've got to be adventurous and try new things to kind of find out what you like and what works for you. Yeah. I know there's probably some people that are listening that even hearing some of these simple things and, you know, the two times a week prepping and the veggies and the protein, they still feel like they don't have time to prep. Um, I always tell people, you know, food deliveries is maybe not the best option, but it can make it easier. And there's now more options on the market. Do you have any favorite meal deliveries? Um, I've heard really good things about Sun Basket. Okay. Um, another thing, if part of it's timing and part of that's grocery store, I'm a big fan of um, two subscription services, both ButcherBox and Misfits Markets. ButcherBox delivers like organic, grass-fed um, meats, poultries, fish to your doorstep. Misfits Market 
really cool. They take produce that is basically when grocery stores have too much and can't sell what they have on hand, the Misfits Market will take incoming deliveries and route that to people's homes. So you actually get like 40% off of organic produce. It's awesome. I love it. I get a box every Saturday already it's looking forward look to my funny. tomorrow. I, that's my favorite <laughs> thing about Misfits. Is they you'll do. get it and you're like, oh, this is an interesting shape, but the quality is still there. Quality is perfect. I've had beets about the size of my head delivered yeah. from like Misfits Market. I'm like, oh, I kind of understand how this wouldn't make it on the grocery shelf, but that beet lasted me all week. <laughs> yeah. I love Misfits. My sister-in-law actually got me a gift card for there and introduced me. And it was such a great gift. Yeah. Even as we think about the holidays. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Have you heard of Nutrition for Longevity? Uh, is that, wait, a company or? So they're a meal delivery service, very plant heavy. So like a lot of my patients that are struggling to get color and veggies, sometimes they'll even do that service and maybe even add some extra protein or some extra fat to it. But it's a great way to get some of the veggies. Um, so that's awesome. Any kind of last kind of parting things like our whole thing is little by little, little becomes a lot. Do you have any kind of quick tips? I know we've covered a lot already on things that people can do, but any other recommendations as it relates to simplifying nutrition? I think based on kind of tying everything in, you know, we've talked about already, we can't get enough greens in. So even having that like salad mix on hand where you could just throw a plate a uh, side plate, little side serving of maybe arugula with a little bit of lemon or olive oil or something on top with each meal will go a long way just to building a better plate and a better experience with that food overall. And if you guys want to meet with Sarah, she also does 15 minute consults. So she can even give you some brief kind of one-on-one understanding of how she could help you. Uh, cause she has worked with a lot of our patients that have gone low FODMAP or have needed to do gluten-free for medical reasons. And she's just such a great resource to go through what you're currently eating and what are some small, simple things that you could do, uh, based on your goals. Yeah. So thank you so much for being on the show. It's truly my pleasure. It was wonderful. Thanks, Kristen. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, remember, little by little, a little becomes a lot. Even the smallest changes over time can lead to total mind and body transformation. I'd love for you to stay connected with at Dr. Kristen Oja and at Stat Wellness on Instagram. And if you have any questions, be sure to reach out. I'd love to hear from you.